Shout us out. How you guys doing? Don't forget to share the video. Share the video this morning. Get some people in on this, <clears throat> the morning devos. Let them know what's going on. Are you guys awake this morning? Have you had your caffeine this morning? Had you had, have you had your coffee this morning? <clears throat> right? As long as you don't have to go out and I hear you. I hear you. Good morning, Jennifer. Good morning, Angelica. <clears throat> Excuse me. Excuse me. Good morning. Who else? Who else? Who else? Who else do we have? Second cup of coffee. No coffee, Jennifer? No coffee yet? Where is my bride at, man? Where is she at? There she is. You do so much better at like this whole setting up, talking. And... Good morning. <clears throat> I can make pancakes. Pancakes for the kiddos. For the kiddos, yeah, not for me. Boom, people good are morning, jumping on. <clears throat> Guys, we have like four flights of stairs <laughs> to get down to the floor where the kitchen's at. So by the time you get upstairs, it feels like you're in a work you're done a whole workout just coming up and down the stairs in the morning. Out of breath and all. So yeah. All right, all right. Well, let's go ahead and get going, man. It's 803. Let's pray, and then we'll dive into the word this morning. So, you want to pray? You, you're trying to catch your breath. I'll yeah, pray. you pray. I'll pray. All right. Father, we just thank you for your grace, your mercy, and your love. Father, I pray for every person who's watching right now this morning, God, that our hearts are open and receptive this morning. Father, we thank you for speaking to us through the scriptures this morning. And, uh, God, we just thank you. We love you. In Jesus' name, everybody say amen, amen, amen. amen. <clears throat> so, we are going to be over in Ephesians chapter 1, and uh, I know we'll probably start covering some of this this morning, and then we'll probably pick it back up on Monday morning, because tomorrow is Fun Friday, yes. so that means you guys can shoot in your questions, uh, any topic, all topics, theology, home, marriage, whatever it is, mm -hmm. uh, shoot us your questions, and we'll spend tomorrow's Devo answering your questions. Yes, um, and we'll probably jump on a little bit before, <clears throat> like I did last week, and, and just ask, hey, if you have questions, post them or send them. And then as you as we go live, if you have something that pops in your mind, yeah. just throw it up there. That worked out really good last week where we were able to just, you know, have comments pop up or questions pop up on the feed that we were able to go into a right. little bit too. So that'd be fun. Yeah. So we're going to be in Ephesians 1, and we're going to go verses 3 through 5 today. Um, like I said, we might jump on uh, Monday and Tuesday, and we might kind of come back to this as well. Um, but Ephesians chapter 1, verses 3, actually through 13, can be broken down into three things, right? So these passages of Scripture are emphasizing the grace of God. And uh, there's all sorts of definitions that have been thrown out there about what grace really looks like. Um, you know, one of the ones I love using is grace is getting what you don't deserve. You know, we, there's a difference between mercy and grace. Mercy is not getting what you do deserve. You know, our kids like to, to, to ask for mercy in moments when they're in trouble. Dad, can we get some mercy? You know, not getting what you do deserve. Mm -hmm. Then there's grace, which is getting what you don't deserve. So that's a definition of it, right? Another definition would be uh, the unmerited, undeserved favor of God on your life. 
Uh, another definition I like a lot is the power of God working in you to accomplish the calling that he's placed on you. So that's that's grace. Grace yeah. isn't isn't encompassed in one small uh, definition. Right. Um, but <laughs> but essentially grace is God's action towards humanity. And so this these passages of scripture can be broken down into three parts. Right. So three through five can be broken down into grace past. And then you have like five through seven or five through eight, I think is great or ten. 10, is yeah. grace present, and then you have the rest of the scriptures, uh, 10 through 13, is grace future. And so that's a neat way of looking at that as you're going through and you're reading these scriptures over the next couple of days. Think about it like that, grace past, grace present, grace future. Mm -hmm. And we're going to focus on the grace past portion in just a, a few moments. Um, so Ephesians chapter 1, verses 3 through 5. Um, before we get to that, like I, we have three kids, y'all know we have three kids, right? And you've seen them, no doubt, either on social media or you've seen them interrupt our devos uh, coming up here, putting their heads in the pictures. Um, and so we have three kids. So we have Caden, who's our oldest; he's thirteen. Mm -hmm. We have Micah, who is eight, and then we have Jojo, who is six, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so when Kim and I got married, uh, we had already been together for about five years right before we got married. Right. Um, as, as kids, we were dating as like, we were high school sweethearts mm -hmm. and then, uh, we got married and we, we wanted to have kids. Like we were ready to have kids yeah. and, um, and we had people say, Oh, you should wait. You should wait. You should wait. No, no, we know better. We want to have kids. And cause and, you always uh, know cause you do. everything. Yeah, you, you do. And so, and so we want to have kids. Well, it took us like five years to have our, our son Caden. So we yeah. just five years of trying to have kids. Um, and people were like, well, did you know what you were doing? Yes, we knew what we were doing. But it just took five years to have, have kids and or have our first kid. Well, it wasn't it just took. It was, there was, it, there was, uh, there was health things yeah. that we were walking through. So right. it wasn't like, oh, we just didn't know what we were doing. Right, 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 right. But people want to be, yeah. you know. We know how nosy. to have kids, guys. I mean, whenever, I think that's a pretty easy thing to figure out. But anyways, so it took us about five years. And we got, Kim gets pregnant with Caden. And the coolest thing was, is when we found out that she was pregnant, man, for me as a parent, my mind started going to all the things of what it's going to be like to have a kid. Like, man, I'm going to have my own kid. And it was like, I don't know if it's going to be a girl or I don't know if it's going to be a boy. And then when we found out it was going to be a boy, I started running through all these things. Oh, man, I can't wait to, to teach him how to throw a ball. And I can't mm -hmm. wait to go fishing with him. And I can't wait to teach him all these things. And you just start dreaming about what life is going to look like with right. this kid, right? And there's never, did you know there was never a moment when I was dreaming about what it's going to look like to have a son. There was never a moment where I started thinking, man, I really, really hope he learns how to talk early. And I really hope he learns how to walk early. And I really hope he learns how to, 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 to say his alphabets and to do all these things in order for me to love him more. I really hope he gets good grades in school because then I'll really love him more. And I really hope he learns right. how to please me because then I'll love him more. There was never a moment where that crossed my mind. Right. My love for my son, who I had not yet met yet, was not even in question. It right, was, and I think that's the same there. for when you get, like, as the the as the mom or the female yeah, who yeah. is pregnant. It's like from the very moment you find out, your your goal is to do everything possible to make sure everything goes right. smooth, which is an act of love is you give up the things you need to give up, you change lifestyles if you need to, you do all these things to make sure that you are loving your body and yourself and your child that's being formed inside of you well. And it's not a, oh, do I really love right. what's happening? Do I love <clears throat> the baby that's being formed? It's like you just, you just, it's in you. It's just like, 
I love this child. I'm gonna do what I can to right. to make everything okay. Yeah, there's a, there's a self sacrificial yeah. uh, aspect of that. There there is a a selflessness that happens, and you don't realize yeah. too until you have kids. You don't realize how selfish you are, right? And at the same time, you don't realize how selfless you can be as well, right? Right. Like going weeks and weeks, and in your case, 13 years with no sleep, you know. And so it's like you don't realize these things. Right. But <clears throat> when our when I, when when Caden was born, like I love this kid before he was ever born and then when he was born my heart swelled yeah. with love even more it was like oh my gosh I feel so unqualified to be a parent right now right. I don't want to break him I don't I'm going to be gentle with him as possible and here I'm this big old guy holding this little baby and just like trying to make sure I do everything I can mm -hmm. to make sure he's taken care of and protected my love for my child was never in question right. at all now there have been moments as he's grown up and as he entered into that 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 teenage years where he stretches my patience. Teenage? You mean, I'm, not, I'm not <clears throat> a toddler. Yeah, toddler <laughs> years. Well, you were with him more during that time, right? Yeah. But yeah. there were times even as like, yeah, as kids, they stretch you. Yes. But your love is never in question. Right. Like it's never a moment right. of question. Even for people that I know that have grown children that maybe aren't where you as the parent would desire for them to be. Your love for them has not changed. You you still love your child, and you still are are there for them. Um, and that's what like I think this love that you're explaining is is like, <clears throat> despite what they're doing, your love doesn't change. You might not like things that they do, but sure. you still love your child. Like right, and it was a love that preceded their birth. Right. It was a love that preceded the yeah. birth. And so this is why we're talking about this is because I wanted to kind of draw the connection because as, as the church, as followers of Christ, yeah. as, as, as children of God, we have this, we, we have this so differently when we relate or when we see God, we see it differently with God. For some reason, it shouldn't be that way. We look at how much we love our kids mm -hmm. and go, man, I would do anything for them. But then when it comes to God and translation to God, it's like, man, I, I, I don't know if he's really pleased with me. I don't know if he's really this way. I, I want to read these scriptures to you. And again, we're in first. I'm sorry, we're in Ephesians chapter 1, verses 3 through 5. And I want you to hear this, man. And hopefully this brings you some peace this morning. But this is what it says. All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us. That's past tense. That's past tense. Blessed. Yes. E.D. I remember that much from public school English class. Past tense. E.D. Right? Mm -hmm. Who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing. Did you notice it says every spiritual blessing? It didn't say some spiritual blessings or the odd spiritual blessings or the even spiritual blessings. It says blessed us with every spiritual blessing. So that's pretty inclusive, right? In the heavenly realms, because we because we are, are is present tense, right? Because we are united with Christ. Check out verse 4. Even before he made the world. Y'all remember back in Genesis chapter 1, right? Even before he made the world, God loved, past tense. God loved us and he chose us. In Christ. Now, I, I just hang out there. God loved us. He past tensed, right? He loved you before he ever created the world. Think about that. Can, do you want me to read the... Can I read the... Um, I have the NIV version. Yeah read, yeah, read that one. Just, I mean, it's always good to go through a couple different versions and, and see different scriptures, how it's translated. But it says in verse 4, it says, For he chose us in him. Before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. 
in love. In love. Yes, man. So, like, yeah, it, before, before, yeah. before you were born, just like my son and, and my love for my, my son, for my kids, all three of my kids, my yeah. love for all three of my kids preceded their birth. Yeah. Right? Before they ever had a chance to do anything, it preceded their birth. Yeah. It says, uh, even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ. And look what it says, to be holy and without fault in his eyes. Mm. So from the foundation of the world, before the foundation of the world, God loved you. Before you could do anything right, God loved you. Before you ever did anything wrong, God loved you. Before you screwed your life up, God loved you. Before you aced your life, God loved you. God loved you before right. the foundation of the world because he wanted to. And not only did he not only did he love you before the foundation of the world, but that love set before the foundation of the world in Christ, watch, made you holy and blameless. Yeah. That is without accusation. That means that because of what we what Christ has done and because we are united in Christ, we stand before God fully loved and blameless without accusation. Yeah. Without I mean just I mean we can stop and just camp on that for a little bit, man. That right there will 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 blow your mind. Yeah, it's you, hard. Yeah. You're blameless. Oh, we, we go before God. Oh, God, I'm, I'm wretched, or I've done this wrong, or I've done that wrong. And God's looking at you and going, you're blameless. You're saying, well, you shouldn't confess your sins, or you shouldn't say you've done wrong. I mean, if you need to do that, go for it. But your confession of sins doesn't merit your forgiveness. Your confession of sins is not the currency of forgiveness. Love is the currency of forgiveness. And love looked out on the cross while he hung there and said, Father, these are forgiven, for they know not what they do. Love is the currency of forgiveness. Forget. Uh, 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 repentance <clears throat> repentance is a good way to put your heart in check right. it's a good way to recognize where you're going off but it should never affect your relationship with God at all because your missed marks doesn't affect how God relates to you or how God sees you at any moment at any time it doesn't affect God's relationship with you again your issues affects how you see God it never affects how God sees you God before the foundation of the world loved past tense yes. loved you and 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 his purpose was to make you holy and set you blameless before him yes blameless before him right um <clears throat> in verse five it said and i love this <clears throat> god decided decided past tense in mm -hmm. advance mm -hmm. to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Christ Jesus. I, I want you guys to just think about what that just said. God decided in advance. Right. Who decided? Who decided? God, God decided. Yep. And when did he decide it? In yeah, advance. Mine says predestined. He predestined. That's such yep. a churchy word, predestined. Yep. And that can take you through all sorts of stuff. We won't yep. go there today. But yeah, he predestined or he decided in advance, yep. in advance to adopt you. To bring you into his family. You know, when you go to adopt a kid, and they make it kind of hard now to, to do this. It's really detailed. And I, and I get kind of some of the reasoning why behind mm -hmm. it. But but when you go to adopt a kid, you go to a place and, and, and you get acquainted with the kids who are there, right? And and you as the parent, as the couple, you look at that the, these kids and you go, I want to adopt this child. That a certain child might pull on your heartstrings, or you right. might look at them and you might relate to them a certain way, and you go, I want to adopt this child. Mm -hmm. It doesn't work the other way around. You, the parents don't go to the adoption 
uh, uh, place, and the, and, they, and and the kids line the parents up, and the kids right. go, okay, oh, we want yeah. those those parents. Right. We want these parents. No, no, no. You know, what? I think these these fit my 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 whole thought process. I, I want these parents. Mm-hmm. That doesn't happen like that. Right. It's the parents who adopt the kids. It's not the other way around. Now, hear me. Right, God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family, bringing us to himself through Christ Jesus. Who brought you to God? Mm-hmm. He did. Right. Bring you to himself in Christ Jesus. Watch this. And this, continue on in verse 5, this is what he wanted to do, and it gave him great pleasure. For what reason, for what reason, that God, before the foundation of the world, set out to love you radically and unconditionally, set out to, to set you as, as holy and blameless, and then to adopt you into his family. For what was the motivation? Because he wanted to. Yep. Plain and simple. Because he wanted to. And that is grace. That's grace past. And I think that if we could get a, a good foundation, if we can get a good understanding and have this as the foundation for how we begin to relate to God, mm-hmm. our Christianity doesn't become, uh, it doesn't, 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 uh, doesn't become flimsy. Mm-hmm. You know, our Christianity is not flimsy. It, right. it gives us something firm to stand on. And, and, and we're, not, we're not looking at a relationship with God and wondering, because I missed the mark over here, if God is going to have anything to do with me. No, God, you're stuck with God. God's stuck with you. It, it is, and it's done because he's predetermined that to be the case. It's kind of like when our kids get mad <clears throat> at us. Where they're like, we don't, we are, there's other parents better than you or okay. whatever. And My, I'm like, Micah did that okay. yesterday. He got like, mad because he had an early bedtime and he stomped off. He's like, that's why I didn't even want to be a part of this family anyways. Well, good. You're let, stuck. Let me just let you know, you had no choice, <laughs> right. son. You know, we right. chose you. You didn't choose us. We chose you. <laughs> Now, you can throw fits if you want to. I mean, that's your prerogative, but it doesn't change right. how I feel about you because right. I dreamed about you before you were ever born. My right. love was set on you before you were ever born, and the yes. same thing is true about you from God. God's love has been set upon yep. you before you were ever born. You can't make him unlove you. Right. You right. cannot make God unlove you. Is there a mm. participation part of this in our on our end? Absolutely. Yep. So, you know, somebody might say, well, you're just saying everybody's saved. No, listen, salvation has been provided for everybody. Whether or not you choose to participate in it, it comes back to you. It's yeah. there. It's ready for you. You were included in the, in the crucifixion of right. Christ. You were included in his death, and you've been included in his resurrection. Right. It's there. It's a done deal. But whether you choose to receive that or not is up to you. Right. You cannot want to be a part of God's family, it doesn't change the fact that you are. It doesn't change the fact that God loves you and he's predestined himself to love you before you were ever born. Yeah. There's objective truth and a subjective reality. You've heard us talk about this over and over again. And the subjective reality is when we apply the faith that we have and we reach out and we receive what's already been given to us. That's the subjective reality. And even, let me just let you in on this, even the faith you use to reach out and grab a hold of what's already been done, it ain't your faith anyways. It's the faith of God. And that faith comes from when you hear the message of Jesus Christ. It awakens you. And God's faith awakens inside of you. And you use God's faith to receive what God's already done for you in the first place. Mm -hmm. Man, just be encouraged this morning, man. I think, I I, I don't know, man. Just be encouraged. Take those three verses, Ephesians chapter 1, verses 3 through 5. 
And man, just camp on them. Yeah, well, yesterday we were talking about, like, foundation. Like, if you are even having to undo some of the stuff that you've been taught or that you've learned or that you've just believed about yourself or about God, about others, about the life you're you're living, when you renovate things, you still need that foundation. This is part of that foundation that has to be set in stone that you have to know without a shadow of a doubt Mm -hmm. of, that you've been chosen before, you know, in advance, like the scripture says, in advance you've been chosen. And when that is so laid, good. the things that start shifting in in your perspective and your understanding of God is is always going to be rooted back in this. Yeah. In this and what's being said here. And when it's rooted back in what's being said in, in the scriptures here, then you're able to start, you know, pulling the things that don't need to be there anymore. And so I think when we have that as our foundation, that you are loved, you were chosen, you were, you were adopted into this family and that this is something that happened before, long before you were even before the creation, right? Before the creation of time, it says before the dinosaurs, right? Right. And so it's like, if we have that as our like foundation, then everything else starts getting built on sturdy on sturdy ground yeah. like and it's it's so and you, good and your and your whole life yeah yeah your whole perception about god your whole uh your whole theology is going to be built on that. everything you believe yeah. remember we talked about this we said theology is what we think about god and our doctrine is how we feel how that theology manifests throughout our lives that's yeah. our doctrines right and so you know, everything we believe about God needs to be set on a firm foundation. Yeah. You know, the sad thing is, I don't know about you guys, and, and we're going to wrap in just a moment. I don't know about you guys. Uh, is there any anybody who likes running? Like, I mean, like, really likes running. Because I think people sometimes say they like running, but I think that's because they think that they should say that they like running. But I don't think anybody likes running. Nobody guys, likes running. See, when this whole quarantine thing started, I had set it in my mind. I had, like, prepared myself that I was going to get up and I was going to learn to enjoy running. Because Did you see what you just said, though? You were going to learn to enjoy running because nobody enjoy likes running. running. Because the part of me was like, I feel like it's like such a freedom in it. It has not happened, and I think we are over a month into this. I've not done it once. I have Go a ahead. handful of friends who like actually enjoy running. you know, yeah. And I think it's because they've, they've convinced themselves that they should. But But here's my point. You know, it's it's crazy, right? Because I think for most of us as 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 Christians, most of us spend our Christian lives, our whole lives as Christians, trying to obtain what we already have. And we look at this and we use this analogy of races, right? We use this analogy of, of we're running the race. Like Paul, Paul ran the race and so we got to run the race and we're right. running the race to become holy and we're running the race to become blameless and we're running the race to stay forgiven and we're running the race to stay loved. Mm. And, and when we get to the end of our lives and we die, then finally we've hit the finish line and we get to go to heaven and we get to be all the things we strive to be throughout our lives, not realizing that God from the moment Christ was resurrected from the right. grave, putting motion of love set forth before the foundation of the world and you're not starting you're not ending on that that finish line point you're starting there you're starting as loved you're starting as blameless you're starting as holy Mm -hmm. you are starting there and then your life is to be lived out of that love and that holiness and that blameless you know you're you're to live your life out of that not trying to achieve it our lives look completely different how many of us will get to the end of our lives and go man 
man, I could have lived a much better life just knowing and being convinced that I'm loved by Starting God. Starting at the finish. Like when Jesus says, it is finished, we start there. We don't have to go back and try to obtain what he's already declared as finished. Yes. And it's like. Man, look, y'all. It's good gosh. stuff, y'all. I'm telling you, man, meditate on this stuff, guys. Meditate yeah. on it. Meditate on it. Um, yeah. Let's go back and check some of these comments yes. out right quick. I didn't get to say good morning to everybody this morning because I was downstairs. If you didn't jump on right away, I was downstairs making <clears throat> one of our kiddos food because she woke up late. There's a bunch of people. And so <laughs> I want to say hi to everybody. Um, Rebecca said hashtag no running. I know, right? Because nobody enjoys running, right? I really, and I told Chris this, we were walking, I think it was the other day or yesterday, and I was like, it just feels like people that run, it's just like... It's so much freedom found in that. And I'm like, I just want to see what that feels like. But guys. Right. Oh. It ain't happened. It how, ain't do you, happened. how do you get this thing to... I can roll there it on the right chair here. here. I think I got it. Oh, okay. Yeah, right here. Okay. Yes, yes. Man, this is a bunch of people. And good morning, Sandra. You're over on Instagram. I saw that you said you had some... Um, uh, sound troubles on sound Facebook. Sound troubles. That's what it was. Good morning, Clara. You watch us run. We ain't running. We ain't running nowhere. <laughs> Y'all are crazy. But anyways, yeah. So there's good stuff. <laughs> yes, we do know how to have kids. Amen. Yes. That's right. Yes. All good right, Good morning, man. Paul and Kelly. Tracy, yes. good morning. Rebecca. And Clara. Everyone. I think Miss Marsha jumped on. Good morning. Brenda, good morning. Yes. Oh, this is uh, Jennifer, you said your, your fiancé loves running? I think he's convinced himself to look because nobody loves running. Angelica, you said your husband is a marathon runner. I just support him. I'm trying to read the comment, and I can't, I can't finish the rest of it. She's right here. My husband is a marathon okay. runner. I support him. I can run a mile and a half, and that's it. Well, you well, go ahead for be able to run a mile and a half, but you keep supporting him too. You that's can awesome. run. You can run a mile and a quarter more than me. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> um, yeah, man. Guys, that's so good, man. Yes. Take, yeah, take some of this stuff and, and just meditate on it, man. Ephesians yeah. chapter 1, verses 3 through 13. That's my challenge to you. Spend time today reading it. Spend this weekend reading it. We'll come back to that again on Monday, and uh, we'll kind of talk about grace present and then uh, grace future as well. Um, <laughs> he says it's biblical. <laughs> it's a metaphor. It's a metaphor. There's not. That's not That's not literal, run the race. That's a metaphor. <laughs> but anyways that's awesome all right guys so tomorrow we have fun friday remember man you yes. uh just submit your questions ask your questions guys um all topics you know nothing's nothing's really off limits um yeah. so anything family theology marriage kids whatever yeah, it is that you have in. let's have fun and yeah i let's love fridays fridays are, are a blast so yeah um, thanks for so much for hanging out with us this morning, guys, yes. for the morning Devo. We shall see you tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. Yes. You want to pray before we wrap? Yes, I'll pray right. for sure. God, I thank you for today. I thank you for what we are seeing and that you are going to continue to help us um, lay that foundation that is going to be sturdy, that everything else is built upon that, Lord God. And I thank you for that. And as we spend time reading these scriptures today and over the weekend, that you are just revealing new things to us, that our hearts are open to receive those things. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen, amen. Awesome, guys. Well, thank you guys again for joining us. And we have so much fun. All right, guys. We'll see you tomorrow.